All right. Flush the bombers, get the subs in launch mode. We are at DEFCON 1. DEFCON 1. Cincinnati, Ohio. One more hour and I'll be home. Close my eyes and rest my bones. Can't be more than a mile or so from Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati, Ohio. Welcome to the Hunt for Reds October podcast, episode 32. Uh, I'm your host, Coop, and we're here to talk uh, some Reds baseball with you. The Reds kind of suck ass right now, but uh, we're still going to talk about them. Let's go around the room here and introduce everybody first. Making his triumphant return to the podcast after a couple weeks off. we got Branch. Branch, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Um, a little bummed about the Reds since the All-Star break. but uh, And I can also say that vacation is so much better than actually working. Yeah, three weeks was nice. Anyway, I'm glad to be back. Hey, fuck you. Missed you guys. Uh, so... <laughs> Here's, here's the thing. We have Polly back on. Polly, what's up? Here's the thing, Reds fans. What's vacation? Branch, you suck. I hope you had a good time. Yeah, I hope you had a good time. But Oh, yeah. By the way. Oh, Polly. There you go. I am Damn, mine's already open, so I can't crack it. <laughs> Loser. Loser. <laughs> yep. I couldn't wait. We also have uh, Woo on. Woo. How are you doing tonight? Doing pretty good. Uh, really excited about the Reds' zero point one percent chance to win the World Series. Really excited to see where that heads. Nice. We also have Burmy on. Burmy, how's it hanging? Uh, low into the left coop. I uh, can't crack my beer right now because I already poured it into a pint glass. It's an IPA, so I know Polly will be very proud. Um, I want to give a. Sh- <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know. I want to give a shout out to uh, Ram at Uncle Ram because Ram's great. Well, and uh, here's the thing. IPAs are trash. I don't disagree with you. Thank you. The thing is, it was in my fridge, so I grabbed it, and uh, now I'm drinking it because that's how life goes. Say la vie. I know that makes me an old and not hip or cool or whatever the hell, but IPAs are just trash. This whole whole what guilting people into trying to try craft beer, I'm sorry. Making beer is not a fucking hobby, Okay. It can be made by huge conglomerate corporations that do a damn good job at it. Enjoy it. If you like that shit, great. But don't guilt people on the other stuff. It's just annoying. I'm done. <laughs> well, yeah, well, get welcome back. Am I guilty? Get off the shed. Everybody can get fucked. <laughs> yes. Thank, thank you, Burmy. So why don't we get started here? <laughs> uh, the Reds, like I said, uh, just lost two of three to the Cubs terrible offensive performance yet again. I know that uh, Nick Crawl and Dick Williams have both been quoted as saying that they're buyers, but I know I think they should sell. But instead of talking about what we think they should do, I want your predictions on what will happen. And we'll, uh, we'll revisit this on our trade deadline special, which will happen either on the day of the trade deadline or the day after or whenever we feel like fucking doing it. So let's start with you, Wu. Give me some predictions on what the Reds are going to do at the deadline. Oh my god, I have no real honest to god idea. Um, like I worry about some for, for just for show trades happening, say, and that they made an effort. Uh, but I think I, it's tough because I think right now they're out of it. But if 
I don't know what they're going to do. I, I'm, I'm useless to go on this one here. <laughs> the part of uh, the part of Phil tonight will be played by Wu. Uh, son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, they're they're going to they're going to make three trades. There, they're going to do that. They're going to they're going to they're going to move Rourke. They're going to acquire probably a, a reliever that they control for the next three seasons. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna say they're gonna they're gonna move Puig as well, and and get I don't know what they're gonna get back, oh, but right. that's my, that's my thoughts. There, I just threw it together. Hey, so that that's some some quality uh, off the top of your head stuff right there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Burmy, give us your uh, trade deadline prediction for your and my Cincinnati Reds. I definitely think Tanner Roark gets dealt. Um, he's pitched well, and. You can scratch the start in Colorado because I think everybody in the league puts an asterisk when you pitch out at Coors Field. Um, I think he's for sure gone. I don't know what they're going to do outside of it. I just really hope um, you know they don't go full by and fail because that would be devastating. I've already lived through that once this year with the Columbus Blue Jackets, so I really don't want to have to live through that again. And what happened with the Columbus Blue Jackets? Second round, baby. Yeah. They they won one playoff series, which was enthralling. Um, the only they, one ever. The only the only one they've ever won, which was great. Uh, monkey off was, the back. Monkey off the back. It, yes, it was the monkey off the back. They were the last NHL team to finally win a playoff series, but unfortunately, on the second round, they ran into Boston, who very experienced, very good team, and they lost in six games. So if the Reds uh, buy and they win the DS and they lose in the championship series. And nobody resigns. I'll have to live through that hell twice in about an eight-month span, and that'll really, really kill my soul. So I, I hope wanna... uh, I hope they do the right thing, based on the situation at the trade deadline. And, and I want to say, if there's any Reds or Bengals fans out there who enjoy being a Reds or Bengals fan because of how we do, that the Columbus Blue Jackets are a great organization to get behind because they are very Ohioan. So come on board. I will. Sh- I will shamelessly plug the Columbus Blue Jackets anytime. If you don't like hockey, I highly recommend it. Well, and here's the thing. Polly, give us your Reds trade deadline predictions now that we've had a dissertation on the Columbus Blue Jackets. Here's the thing. Shout out to Borf. This isn't a fucking hockey podcast. <laughs> Shout out to Borf. He's probably... We can turn to a soccer Delete, one. delete your account! Delete talk, your account! Let's talk about some soccer. <laughs> pass i would but let's not piss off of oh, yours yeah. because anyway no because why why would you want to talk about the uh, the world champion liverpool fc reds the only reds that can do anything probably please go ahead and save us it's my time it's my turn it's my turn i have the talking stick talking stick 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 uh Carter ward gets fired Puy gets traded we get a controllable bat I think I yeah I think he gets let go um, and work gets traded as well for who I don't know but I'd like to see a reliever a, 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 a good reliever in there um, but definitely a controllable bat like we've been wanting let's be a hybrid buyer seller uh, not fuck this up but we'll see uh, Branch your predictions okay uh, Roark's gonna get traded it, he's gonna go probably. Uh, pretty quick here in the next two to three weeks. I haven't looked and see how how Wood did down in Louisville tonight, but they're just going to probably slot Wood straight in to Roark's spot. And I 
bold prediction on it. Roark's going to bring a better haul than what anybody thinks he's going to. I mean, he's been a good good pitcher this year, and he is what anything that's getting him knows what they're going to get. And you know, he's been exactly as advertised to us this year, and he's going to be exactly as advertised to anybody else. He's going to give you five quality innings, two three run ball. It's not going to be perfect and beautiful, but it's going to be solid. Um, I think Puig's going to get let go or get traded, uh, probably packaged, because I think what's going to end up happening is the um, with the catchers going down like they are right now is the Reds can be reactionary at times, and they are going to end up trading for a catcher. And it's probably going to be a suck, suck-ass suck deal that we're going to get a 4A catcher from some organization and give up Puig for him. Well, <laughs> and my, my first prediction, first I thought they were going to do nothing, but I think... I'm going to change that to uh, getting a random-ass catcher since literally every catcher in the organization is hurt right now. Uh, yep. So I think they will trade for a catcher. Uh, earlier today on my uh, my Twitter account, at Coop, follow, you sons of bitches, uh, I put out a question of what do you think that the Reds would do, buy, sell, or do nothing? And uh, with a 52% of the vote, nothing wins because... I think people are used to the Reds not really going for it and not really fully committing to a rebuild. So Apathy. They're used to apathy. Yeah. So my prediction will be they will trade for a catcher because I don't think Tucker Barnhart's going to be back before the trade deadline. And Casale's probably going on the I.L. And Kyle Farmer, Kyle Farmer has CTE and <laughs> Juan Geritol or whatever you however you say his name, Garadol. He's, he's, no. Gratterall. Gratterall. Geritol. Geritol. Adderall? Adderall. Juan, Juan Adderall? Juan. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, anyway, that was some great Oh, well, shit. <laughs> We're definitely keeping that part in. Yeah. <laughs> well, shit. Well, shit. That's the intro. Well, shit. <laughs> but anyway. Let's move on to our next topic. John Morosi of, uh, I think he's still in Fox Sports. Those writers move around so much, I don't really pay attention. Uh, if he's not f- with The Athletic yet, then uh, he's probably still with Fox Sports. But he reported that... Would you say that they're Todd's wife adjacent? Burmy. Burmy, don't get back on the bad joke train. Come on, <laughs> man. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You were doing no, no, that was my that one. Was that, that, that was an, no, no, that was, that was so an intentional well. bad joke. That was an intentional oh, yeah. bad joke. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, come on. All right. But seriously, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, brother. Anyway. Uh, this is so off the rails. <laughs> John John Morosi of, uh, again, Fox, Fox Sports, something like that. He reported that the Reds are not necessarily closed off to the idea of trading Luis Castillo at the trade deadline. And I know the first reaction of most Reds fans is to tell whoever to go fuck themselves that we're not we or the Reds are not going to move the best pitcher the team has had since Johnny Cueto but let's hypothetical let's say you are going to move him what is the return and uh, I wanted to see what you all thought of that let's start with Polly here's the thing here's the thing Can you here? My, I, I got a quick question. Can you trade international money before I answer this? Yes or no? I, 
I think I think you so, can. Yeah. Think. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yes. Yes, you can. Yeah. You, but you there's limits on it. You can. There's limits. Okay. Yeah. So I can't go like balls to the wall and be like, I want all your international pool money for the next two years. There's Plus, only yeah. There's only so much you can. I think you can only trade within one year of whatever international pool money they have. Okay. So that's probably got a hard cap of around five to six million. Okay. Somewhere in there. I would figure something around that to get money from the international pool, plus an MLB-ready top 10 player in the organization, a top 20 prospect, a top 50 prospect, and uh, money. And that's it. That, and I would consider it. But all those would have to be met drastically. Woo. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree that they should be entertaining any offer that comes their way. Uh, I don't see that ever happening, but in the hypothetical where it could, um, you're going to have to have like a, not to cross sports here, but like a Ricky Williams type of draft day offer on the table. I'm going to need, you're going to need two to three MLB ready players, you know, just the right franchise with the right players. I I would entertain, uh, because there's a lot of holes to fix on this team. And while he's a great talent, I don't want to see him go that if somebody came with you, Let's say with three MLB player ready, uh, MLB ready players that uh, are, are going to fit in the next four years, total control, and you project them to be really good. Uh, I would entertain it in some some regard. So I, I don't see it happening. I can't recall that kind of trade. I mean, can anyone recall that kind of trade where you're t- trading a controllable, you know, top tier pitching talent? I mean, you're going to say he's a you know a top what twenty starter in the majors right now with the talent to be a a one. To, to truly be a one, I just I, the starting I the starting points Latos. I mean, and that and that's not even doing it yet. Well, no, well, what about what about what about Garrett Cole? I don't even remember what the return was. Yeah, I I, I don't I don't either. But he was but obviously he, a, he's obviously that, a number one. But how much had he pitched at that point when they did that deal? Wasn't at least two or three years. Same about about same as Luis. Uh, uh, he, no, he's going in free agency this year. So okay, okay. Yeah, so I was, that was early. I'm yeah. a couple years off. I apologize. Yeah. I, I just can't remember that kind of deal. I, I, I'm sure there's one out there, and somebody that's way more knowledgeable than any of us here maybe could spew one out for Let's us. But for yourself, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I just don't recall one of those. So um, it's going to have to be big hole. You know, it's kind of like I think last week we talked to them throughout. Uh, shout out to obscure former Reds or whatever his handle is. Uh, you know, trading away Winker, and you know, you better get a MLB controllable plus type of player back. It's that on, you know, drugs for, for for this situation. So, speaking of on drugs, Burmy, I absolutely resent that comment. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, I, you know, to me, that article was clickbait for big markets. You know, I, I obviously you have to go where the money is, and the money's at you know the AL East, the NL West, the Dodgers, the Red Sox, the Yankees, and. Just to use the Yankees because I fucking hate them. I feel like if they were going to trade Luis Castillo to the Yankees, which to me seems like the joking point on Twitter, what everybody goes for, the starting piece would be like a Glaber Torres. So if you're not willing to deal one of your best players for a guy that has the, I mean, he's already been an all star and has the potential to be a Cy Young winner like Luis Castillo, then it's not even worth talking about. But I agree, nobody's off the table. But it has to be an offer that absolutely just blows you away. Branch. 
Okay, uh, I'll just put it plainly. It's going to be a lot, and then I, you know, let's say it's San Diego that calls. They're getting ready to make a run. They got a good farm system. I want Tatis Jr. and Paddock, and then we'll start talking about what else you got in your farm. I'm not even kidding. It's going to have to be a haul. It, but I also think it's got to be one of those, it's got to be, somebody's got a big purse, right? Because they're going to want to feel like, oh, I can recover from this through buying other players in the future. So I think that narrows down. Massive, massive markets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like five teams. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much, I mean, yeah. And there's nobody in Chicago that could, Chicago ain't got the, team, got the players to do it. Oh, please. Um, Chicago's a big market that doesn't win. Yeah, and they don't have the players to do it. Uh, L.A. could possibly put something together, but it, it's going to be huge. I mean, it's going to be one of the biggest deals, and, and you can't they can't do it with people. It's literally I'm not the even, Yankees. I'm not, even, I'm not even saying. I'm not even saying Triple A level. It's the that it's the Yankees or the Red Sox. You need to know. You know. Yeah, and the Red Sox system isn't that good. So no, it's not because they. That's how they've gotten to where they are. Yeah. For me, you can talk about your MLB players that are you know MLB ready players like a Glybar Torres or a Clint Frazier, but you you start with your top three prospects and then we talk about what to add in. So if, for example, that was going to be the Yankees, I want Glyber Torres and their top three prospects. And if they're not willing to do that, okay. Yeah. We'll hang on to it. But if you're really wanting... No. No, go ahead, Berman. I was... Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Coop. I apologize. No, you're fine. Go ahead. They're not willing to do it because the media is so Yankee romanticized based on their history that, like, to them, like, to an average Yankees fan and then, like, a Yankees beat writer... It's like Greg Bird and then like two top 15 prospects. And just the honor of Luis Castillo playing for the Yankees is enough. And it's absolutely fucking ridiculous how much they look down upon the rest of the MLB. I, I get what you're saying there, totally. The, but the Yankees, they, they might have the system that could do it. But the only way that this, that needs to happen is if all, you know, cause I, think, I think San Diego is the number one farm system in MLB right now. And I think Tampa Bay is maybe right behind them, but um, I haven't looked in a little while. But they, it needs to move the Reds' farm system if it is going to be prospect to number one. Period. And there not be any questions about that afterwards. That well, it, I, it is. I, I don't they think they are number one. I don't think that's the key. I, you have to have MLB talent. Like you got to have somebody that you're going to say maybe they're not maybe the AAA this year, but they are going to be starting for the Reds in 2020. You yes. got to have two of the Austin, two of those in the deal, no two, matter wait, what. Wait, two wait, of those at least, uh, like an Austin Meadows. I mean, or yeah. like. For the Rays, yeah. or, or I was going to say, am I shooting too low? No, I mean, I think that uh, that's that's it, a starting if point. He, yeah, I mean, if Inglis, of he, sorry, if he keeps projecting the way he is, right, and gets his walk rate under control, he, he's a one, straight up a one. You should be asking for two at a minimum. Hey, next year they're going to start for us players. It's just it's a, it's a no brainer. You got to be thinking you might be giving up a Max Scherzer or a Jacob Degrom. And you yep. got to you got to sell him like that. That that's 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 what you're buying. So it, you're going to pay up. And and to Burmese's point about how the Yankees kind of the reason they kind of look down and think that they can just trade crap for players is because they've done it before. I mean, look what they traded to the Reds for Adroldis Chapman. And it's they, not even it's and, not even just the Chapman deal. It's every fucking franchise. In Major League Baseball, that isn't the—I won't even rule out the Dodgers. That isn't the Boston Red Sox. They instantly just think because of the success they've had 
in their history, which, yeah, they're the most historic franchise in baseball. That's fantastic. They think they can just go around and bully everybody about it, and that's fine because they've done it. But that being said, if a guy's not in the last year or two of his deal, the other franchises don't have to give them anything. But they it's almost like they have this arrogance where they can assume that you should because they're the Yankees, and that's what makes me mad. It's not them going out and getting Jason Giambi from the Yankees in two, after 2002. It's thinking they can go after Luis Castillo right now and giving us Greg Bird and then like a prospect or two, and that's good enough because they're the fucking Yankees. That's the part that bugs me. All right. Uh... <laughs> that's totally fair. Burmy, that's totally fair. Sorry. I, no, I, I no. totally I'm get fair. that coming from the highest State I'm fan. very – I know we had a <laughs> – Totally get I know that. That is hilarious. I know we had a oh, God damn. Sorry. <laughs> that, no. I'm so, Ohio I'm State had... thing, though, yes. Wouldn't Ohio State just sign, like, the top five pro- or, you know, recruits in the entire country in the last three days? The, well, the, the difference <laughs> is, the difference is there's like – I mean, come on. But there's like, but there's like, six, there's like six other teams that do that. You know what I mean? Uh, like, like the Yankees man, are in like a class of their own. State, it's a shame. Yeah, I know. I mean, and oh no, if if you don't come to Ohio State, then I understand that for whatever reason you choose to go somewhere else. Like, yes, I'm a Buckeye fan. Well, but in- like the the Yankees go about it in such a different manner because the because the, you know the MLB pool is so much smaller. You know. Like, As a not a Buckeye fan, we are the Yankees of college football. So. God, yes, yes. Us, you know, well, yeah. It, there's well, several schools, but we are one of them. Yes, we're about one of five. That that would that would easily be considered the Yankees. But okay, the thing yeah, is, 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 one of five, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. About there's one like of five. five, six, got, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you got Notre Dame. And then there's USC, Kentucky. You Sorry. got you got Texas. Oh, you got, was you know. Good last year. Fuck you. But anyway. Yeah. But, no. can't, wait for, can't wait for Josh Allen to be a Jaguar. Yeah. And unfortunately, Benny Snell's a Steeler. God damn it! But anyway, um, and there I, is no God, Coop. And and I think Birmingham Wu. I think you'll agree that uh, when it comes to Ohio State football, that the face of the fr- uh, the program is, of course, Buckeye <laughs> guy. Buckeye guy, of course. Is uh, every oh, Ohio God State damn fan it. loves Buckeye guy and Bucknut too. He f- they love he f- him. Uh, Buckeye. So yeah, Buckeye guy is obviously the face of Ohio State football. So let's move on to the next topic. I asked for some questions from the listeners. And we got a couple. Not a whole lot, but we got a couple. And uh, I asked to use the uh, hashtag Granny Flavor. Because oh, Christ. So, Obscure Former Reds, he asked a question. He's not on tonight. If if there is... Is there a point to trading pending free agent players if, you have no re- if they have no return value? And he specifically lists Iglesias, Scooter, Hernandez, and Wood. Hashtag granny flavor. Uh, I honestly, Hernandez, Wood, and Scooter are untradeable. Nobody's going to touch them. You're just stuck with them till the end of the season. You're not going to offer them, obviously. You're not going to tender them a contract. But even if you trade one of these guys for just absolute crap, maybe it's a lottery ticket. I don't know. Maybe you trade Alfredo Simon for a Eugenio Suarez. Thank you. I was just about to say that. <laughs> just because of that, you never give up hope on these trades. <laughs> if you're out of it and somebody offers you somebody for, say, David Hernandez, you take it and run. Paulie, here's the thing. Tell me I'm wrong. You're not. You're absolutely right. Uh, I've said this a few times now. They can't be stupid about this stuff. They have to be smart 
again, they have to be smart, and I hope and I hope to God that that will happen. But here's the thing: the Reds in the past, there it's not paid off for them that well at all. So we shall see. Uh, I, I I believe they should trade them. I mean, just get whatever you can get, but it doesn't have to be a, a, a top level. I mean, you you start you pick up your lottery tickets in in single A and you know in rookie ball. You pick those guys up because there there's always dudes that are flopping around. How many times was Luis Castillo traded? That's just kind of the throw in, what from the Giants to Miami or whatever, and all that. And now look. So you go ahead and take those. They have value in time. You know, some of them do, some of them don't, but they have value in time. So the Reds have, uh, as of today, a f- like five point seven percent chance of making the playoffs. You have to just—it's it, a failure to not get something. The lottery ticket, package something. You know, they, they have the second worst record in the NL right now. Still, oh what? Seven and a half? No, seven and a half out of the the central five games out of the wild card. There's going to be a lot of buyers. It's going. To, I still think it's going to be a seller's market. Who knows what the hell goes on? You know, who knows that one team that feels this is our year? We're willing to overpay to get X, Y, or Z, um, and you can get a maybe a little better than you normally can. Uh, I would. It, you got to trade the, the guys that are the one year deals. You got to be a little open to anything. You have to be the Reds front office needs to be heavily invested in the futures market this this trading season. Yeah. Like they, they have, and like I don't mean like three years down the road. I mean the next year or two. If it's shedding somebody that you have a little bit of control for to get maybe two guys back that you think are going to be an impact, you know, or packaging a deal, packaging you know, packaging those prospects, they need to do it. There is it's just no question. Like the next the next six months are going to determine whether or not this next window is good or, hey, we're just going to be doing it all over again in 2022. Yeah. I mean, they, I mean, they, they got to be all in. It's, it's, it's buying heavy. You know, the whole sell-buy thing doesn't really apply to them. They need to be selling but buying, right? They need to be selling for now, buying for next year, realistically. And if, if it's a lottery ticket, so be it. Take it. Go with it. It's better than nothing. And they got so much money coming off the books that maybe you go and get one of these guys back in free agency. Maybe you make that big of an impact that they are interested in that. There's always that possibility. Sitting on them and hoping, oh, we'll ride it out. You know, I want them to be a 500 team, but I would gladly trade that for them being smart and trying to maximize that window starting next next season. Yeah, I mean, right now I think they should have a war room set up with the last two years draft boards. And any players they did not get in the draft, but they had ranked at a certain level that they liked, it's all set there just because they already have the information on a lot of these players. So they're sitting there waiting, and you start shopping them. You start shopping these 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 free agents to be and and get them gone. Teams are going to bite. Some teams are going to bite, and you know they have the information from the last two years' drafts. They should just use that, and that's a good starting point to to start going with and with their with all the free agent money coming off the books the free agent market this year is going to suck so bad and next year maybe at the trade deadline that's when you can go okay we can take on this guy that maybe has a pretty good contract and still leave money for that 
to make the trades a little bit easier because you know there's always teams that have good players that are going to sell off, but they want money eight on that contract. Pretty, I think pretty you heavy. also have to look at the rest of the division, right? What's the Pirates going? Are they going to? I think they're downward trending next season. Cardinals, I think, are definitely downward trending. Definitely, definitely downward. You have to look at what else in the division's going on, right? And, and yeah. you got to take that into account. Bermie, finish this off here. Yeah, I was going to say, I looked up some numbers, and the one guy that I find the most interesting is David Hernandez. And I know right now he's a very unpopular person. He's his not playing well. Well, I was about to say, I have no idea what his divorce has done to him. He's obviously tweeted about it. And it's it's what I think is crazy is last year his ERA plus was 165. So far this year it's 71. Last year his whip was 0.984. Now it's an even 1.5. So trade value is gone, obviously. David Hernandez was easily, him or Jared Hughes, but they were both top two, if you include Rizal last year, top three relievers on this team. And now his value is almost nothing. And I don't know what the divorce has done to him. I don't know what in his personal life, and obviously these guys are professional athletes, but they're also people. And I know David Hernandez has kids, and I know he's tweeted about missing his kids before, and it's obviously fucked with him in some way that has affected his performance because, yes, he's in his you know early to mid-30s, but his numbers are staggeringly worse than they were last season. So I don't know what's exactly causing it, it's unfortunate, whatever, whether it be decline in performance, decline physically, or mental slash, you know, home slash emotional, but it's unfortunate because his numbers last year, I mean, Jesus, David Hernandez was, was an elite setup man, if not a closer, in 2018, and in 2019, none of us want to see him in the sixth inning of a game well, within, two, within two runs, so. I mean, his ex-fifth sounds like a reliever to me. His ex, yeah, exactly. His ex fip is still under yeah, four, yeah, and but I mean, yes, I saw, of I saw, course, I saw, of course, yeah. I saw, I, but I, re- I, relievers I, are inconsistent year to year. I mean, that's well, even yeah, within, and within I, I, I picked two numbers. I, I sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Wu. I did pick. Oh well, okay. I did pick two numbers that were drastically different. He does have other numbers that are similar, as Wu is pointing out. I'll let him talk in a sec. I just think those two numbers are very telling of where his mental state is at. Well, I also think that, I mean, he obviously he's been the sort sort of a go-to guy of late, which means more high-leverage situations. And you know, I saw a tweet earlier today about it was just breaking down across the Major League Baseball high-leverage bullpen performance this year. And somebody said, I understand why everyone, almost every team, thinks they need relievers because the best in those high-leverage situations has a 3.45 ERA, which is the Giants. Uh, the Reds come in at a whopping eight, which, by the way, is like ninth worst, tenth worst. <laughs> Thank like, you, Rossiel. Yeah, we need to trade uh, him to. I mean, literally, all the all, all but <laughs> yeah. six te- all, all, all the six teams nine, have his ninth or tenth worst. Ninth or tenth worst in baseball or in the NL? Baseball. So, so they're at an eight. The worst is Baltimore at eleven. Uh, uh, Houston's at a six. And they are about, let's see here, it's one, two, three, four, seventh best. So, you know, that's just bullpen, in my opinion, at the end of the day. Like, everyone wants to get out of shape and wants to throw them under the bus right now. But you just look at it, and it's, you know, the Giants at a 3.45, Minnesota at a 4, Arizona at a 4.6, Atlanta at a 4.7, Cleveland at a 5.2. 
I mean, that is high leverage situation out of a bullpen. That's not very productive at the end of the day. So I think it's just a universal problem that's, you know, you got to put perspective on it and look at it. So, did anybody my, think that my, Duke was going to implode like that? Well, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, my I question is, my question is, do you think, do you think enough of these high leverage bullpen guys to set up men the closers? That because they run, well, you have to understand it's not just them, right? It's based upon the situation where those numbers. Sure, sure, play. sure, sure. I'm I, I'm literally only singling out the you know the, these two because they're the ones we'll pay the most attention to. Do you think it's because that they throw one or two significant pitches, and the hitters now are getting used to a 99 mile an hour two seam, and you know they're just seeing it better, and now we have you know now the pitching has you know the relief pitching yeah. has to find another way into. Whatever, or do you think it's because starting pitchers go five or six instead of six or seven or seven or eight, and these guys are getting used so much that when they're actually brought into the ball game, that it's not a surprise and they're a little worn down. I think it's max max effort. What you're seeing is that okay. it used, it used to That's be, fair. yeah, it used to be that last guy, right? The clo- so, so clo- supposed closer would be the guy that threw, you know, the Chapman. He threw 102, 103, you know. Everyone in the bullpen is hitting mid upper nineties now. The hitters get used to it, and it's just, uh, you know, you, you got to hit your spot. If you don't, you get messed up, all right. And, and your ERA, especially, gets thrown a lot of whack by bad outings. And so, they're high leverage situations for a reason. And offense is through the charts this season and last season. So it's not that surprising to see these numbers sitting where they are. Uh, Polly, you haven't said a word in like ten minutes. You want to jump in with anything? I'm good right now. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, maybe we should have David Hernandez on the podcast and we can ask him about his divorce. We always forget that these guys are human beings and that, A, they make mistakes and that, you know. I beg like to differ. I, there's one res reliever who is not a human being. Matt Latos? Come on, Paul. Whoa. Oh, man. <laughs> but, uh, Bernie, I, 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 I applaud you that, that you like looked into that actually you know you you played that into a factor that a his personal life could be a, a factor into his pitching right now which it's obvious you know but some of these guys you don't think i mean like immediately uh the guy from the angels everyone immediately thought it was suicide and it was something you know like we don't know yet you know i exactly but these guys go through this stuff daily, you know, like just like you and I, you know, like this is a job for them. This is just their everyday life, how they make money. And I think some people forget about that, you know, how, and yes, like, yeah, people, we, we, we like get angry at players, you know, for fucking up or, or not being clutch or anything like that, but they're human beings. And, and I find it almost, it's positive that, that you, that you see that. And I applaud you for that, Burmy. So, there's my two cents. Thank you. No, I don't applaud Burmy for shit. I wouldn't applaud me for anything either. But Hernandez, Hernandez literally tweeted about the fact that he only gets to see his kids like 15 to 20 days a year. I mean, everybody on here except me lives, you know. Well, no, seriously, like you know, either has kids or is married to someone who has kids. And you know, if you only got to see your children that many times a year. How would that fuck with you? And like, do I only I, have to pay the bills that much? Yeah, it's easy to say that when you don't make the money he does, but at the same time, it's like no. I meant like, do I only oh. pay for my kids for twenty days oh. a year? No, <laughs> no, because you know Hernandez is paying up the ass in child support. 
My 21 year old's moving out at the end of the month, so woo! <laughs> and but and I know people people will probably say, you know, his personal life is none of your business, but we're a Reds podcast and uh, we just made it our business. So well, and what person is their personal life doesn't affect their work life ever? Exactly. So. Yeah, no shit. Always. Yeah. It all always. it always does. It always does. How can you not? You're you're a human being. Except one red silly really or why not? Well, Lance may not be a human being, but everybody else is a human being. Just saying one red is a robot, it's confirmed. Oh, one red's player. What wait, which red uh, Oh jo- Joey? Oh. Haven't you seen the pictures? <laughs> Come on. I actually don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, the eyes? Oh, I forget who. I know it. you're talking about. I don't oh, know exactly. Hughes. Yes, Hughes. Oh, oh Jesus! The picture of him. He looked, The Reds <laughs> even tweeted out like robot. No, he's a, emoji. Jared Hughes oh. is a, Jared Hughes is a human being. He's just a serial killer. So moving on. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> uh, our next cu- question came from Jonathan Webster, and uh, he asked about what it would take for somebody to trade for Kiss to you, and we already answered that. But just wanted to give Jonathan a shout out. Hey, hey, we need to give a shout out to apathetic Reds fan. He never gets shout outs. He's now hey, Cam, analy- how you doing? He's now analytics. Analytics. Reds oh, he's anal- a- oh, yeah, he analytics. Analytics. Yeah. He used to be a pathetic Reds fan. Now he's an analytic Reds fan. <laughs> if he's analytic, maybe he's sick of having so many damn kids. That was the joke. That was a joke. Yeah, I didn't, yeah, it I didn't go over I, well. I, 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 That's all right. I crash and burn sometimes. It's okay. It's fine. Oh, so you're like the Marshall more like, team? More like more like fucking <laughs> recently. <laughs> More like recently snipped Reds fan. Yeah. God, I'm sorry. That was a very horrible joke. But the motherfucker still run that day. He still ran that day. That's because he's a psychopath. He got his balls cut on and he no. ran. He fucking hobbled. Dude, if I got my balls cut on, I'm laying on down with the bag of peas, whining like a little bitch the entire time. I am not even thinking about physical fitness. Well, I ain't thinking about physical fitness very often. Oh, anyway. please. You're drinking 68 <laughs> plus one. But probably don't even fucking lie Pro- about it. Well, that that's probably happening. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> before we get to the, do you uh, get drugs when it happens? You get you get take like Advil. Polly asked inquisitively. Before we move on to our next segment, I wanted to shout out to uh, Tucker Barnhart, who apparently was at the Kenton County Fair tonight. So I hope you enjoyed the tractor pull. Anyway, what's it was the demolition derby team. Oh, was it? I can't remember. I don't. Honestly, I don't really care either. But anyway, I don't either. <laughs> let's let's move on to a, a popular corn hog. Popular segment with the uh, the listeners here. I like that just random corn hog in there. But um, let's do the live reading of today in Red's Facebook. And the post I picked for tonight was the Red's post on World Emoji Day. It's just a random bunch of emojis, and uh, it went off the. Uh, well, off the deep end a little quick. First, a Cubs fan decided to chime in, and his name was Frank. He says, Thrilled that the cheap shot leaner Derek Dietrich got injured on the hit by pitch. I'm sorry. I know it's wrong to cheer for someone's pain, but this guy had it coming. Live by the sword, die by the sword. Let's hear it for poetic justice. Hey, Frank. This is me talking to you personally right now. I want you to go fuck yourself. Moving on. <laughs> All the way. Fuck yourself hard. Don't move up nothing. Just fuck yourself. <laughs> take take your own fingers, go and dry, and fuck yourself. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> Dickhead. <laughs> anyway, let's, let's, let's move on to the next comment. This is, these are now from actual Reds fans on this thread. Michael says, this team is done. It's like they want to be losers. There was so much hope going into the season, but other than a few players, the rest seemed content to just collect a check. Yeah, that's right, Michael. Everybody wants to be a loser. It's not like it's a team full of Todds. These people want to win. He is the same guy that says the same exact thing about a fucking high school football team on Friday nights. Or a little league team. Doesn't matter. You guys ain't got the will to win, you bunch of 10-year-olds. You kids nowadays. Bullshit. Woo, woo your thoughts. I'm good. Okay. Uh, our next comment comes from Kevin. The guy sounds like a Pete Rose fan, too. We didn't have any of those today, but our, Kevin has the next Damn comment. It. Another drop series. On the bright side, football season is almost upon us. Who deh? He couldn't even spell day right. He spelled it D-E-H. Who deh? This, this next one is a little hard to read. I'm going to do my best. This is from Bill. How many games are we going to loss with stupid moves? Hernandez has giving away too many games, and Belgi just keeps putting him in. One walk, he should be out. I can't believe they want to loss. Yeah. Losing bad. Win Losing win, win. Yeah, the spelling there. Uh, okay, whoever was that guy's English teacher failed hard. Uh, Justin says... <laughs> I, he had a post the other day that I put on there about how he thinks the Major League Baseball wants uh, the Cubs to win, and he calls their their W flag cancer for some reason. So he says, "Fly the cancer incoming." I don't, I, I don't know. But anyway, David, fly, fly the some cancer. Some people are special. Yeah. David says, "Time to consider change of ownership. This is just not working, and hasn't for years." We had uniforms out there today, but I didn't see a Major League product. David, I don't know how you things work in your world, but the owner has to want to sell. Unless you're a racist piece of shit like Marge Shot and you're forced to sell. He's going to be the owner until either he croaks or he sells on his own. Burma, your thoughts. Thank you. No, hold on. <laughs> you really, You really don't think, like... Let's say the Reds tank. You don't think Castellini would sell? Like, I mean, truly, truly, truly tank. Would you sell when the value of the franchise keeps going up despite, you know, having, like, was it the third or fourth most wins since you took over? Hell no. He's he's making too much money. Exactly. Coop, I have... I've had Monopoly for years. I have something for this. Okay. Yay. That's what they, that's what they think. All that right. was sexy. That was sexy. It's good now. It's a good analogy. Or is yeah, that was. That's literally all they care it's about. Come on, it is. Yeah, yeah. I know. Well, that's that's a fucking yeah. There you go. Onomatopoeia. No, um, they could always be the Browns, and not the Cleveland Browns. The Mike Browns. It could always be worse in terms of the ownership in Cincinnati. But that that you know all of that being said. The Reds being in a five-year playoff drought is nothing compared to when you look at all of baseball. They're better this year than they were last year. That's an improvement. They made improvements. They hired a young manager. 
that actually believes in analytics. They actually went out and got a team that has been competitive. We're talking about how many games out they are in the division and the wild card in late July. That talk was over in early to mid-June, to be generous, the last couple of years. This team isn't anywhere near as bad numerically, talent-wise, etc., as they have been in the past five years. So, yes, it's losing sucks and all of us hate it, but they are trending in the right direction. I think for years that Bob Castellini's biggest downfall was how much he cared and that he, he started generating emotional attachments to players. and it, Which is what, like, 90% of the fans would do. Right. So, I, uh, I mean, I don't have any inside information, but I would venture to guess that there were probably some trades that didn't happen because he had an emotional attachment to the player that was going to leave. Now, well, a year ago, we were in the... Uh, Todd Frazier, Scooter We Jeanette. can't trade Billy a year ago. Right. One year ago was we could not trade Billy because of the owner. Yeah, but they got rid of him, and they let the money... But they didn't get nothing from him. They pushed Homer, they let Kemp go. There's a lot of change that... There was a sea change there, yeah. Change? Yeah, there was a change there. Like, I think it's... Yeah. I think there's a 0% chance the Reds sit and do nothing. They might do the dumb thing, they might do the right thing, but they're gonna they're not gonna sit there and do nothing this Yeah, next there's been a weeks. big change. And, and then contrast that with Mike Brown, who I think is one of the worst owners in sports history in the United States. Just stop being a Bengals fan, it makes your I life did. so much better. Right I know, I know, I know. If you well yeah, uh, honestly though, like if you look at all of professional sports, all of it, all four I'm not including the MLS, all four of the major leagues that there are in the United States, Mike Brown is a top three bad owner. I mean, it, it's it's not even... You could argue he's number one. He is number one. Of, he is number one. He is, well... Public you enemy could, number one. He is number one. It's... I would I would argue because, because the NFL is so prominent that he's number one, yes. Um, I think, you know, the gentleman that owns the Ottawa Senators and the Florida Panthers and the NHL... They're both up there. Keep Canada worse. out of your mouth. Come on. Oh, sorry. I only man. mentioned the. Uh, I only mentioned the four leagues. There's only four of them, you know. There's, well, you start all... off by saying something about major leagues in America. I swear. The major, <laughs> the major leagues, the four major. And leagues. Why don't you Woo. like America? Come on. Woo! I apologize. Uh, we were talking earlier about Mike Brown not spending money. Uh, I think that you are. The next six months going to find out what kind of owner Bob Castellini is. It's time to spend. And if they aren't spending, then you got your answer. Because and a billion percent. On, on who? Woo. On who? Woo. On who? Woo. On who? Uh, whoever's out there. There's I'd love to go there. get Garrett Cole. I'm, uh, no, no. I'd love to go get Garrett Cole. I'll I mean, say Puig, it. Puig is the best. The best got to be the best free agent back. Then you go spend them. Then you go spend it. They need Puig, to. Go get Cole. I mean, I'd be down for that. That's let, me, let me put it this way: there, there shouldn't be a situation like this year where you know it's it's April or May, and you got a Keiko still sitting out there. You know, this player sitting. The Reds. He's also well. he's also a free agent come next year. Yeah, it, it just you're going to find out what kind of ownership you have. Is all I'm saying. Agreed. It, I agree. Just, with, the, I agree with you for the for the simple point that you can spend seventy million dollars in free agency and have the same payroll you have this year. Yeah. So there's no excuses. 
And they should be spending more. Like, this is the window. This is the window. Like, this year, it's free age coming in. Next year, when they take maybe the trade deadline, as mentioned earlier, they take on more salary. They should be spending more the next year or two than they've ever spent before by a significant amount. I'd say $20 million in, in that part, you know, that, that range. If you're, a, if you're on board and you're truly dedicated to winning and not increasing the value of the franchise, that's what should be happening. Agreed. Would you, say this, would you say this is the window because of Gray and Castillo? And what Derek Johnson's been able to do? No, not only I, I, that, but also Suarez. Go Suarez, ahead. Votto, uh, some of the, you know, you, you, it's the window, like the next four years, 2020, 2020 to 2024. And that's maybe making it a little large than what it's going to be. You know, you're going to sit on that Votto contract. He isn't going anywhere. And you throw in yeah. Sinzel in there, too, yeah. while he's under control. Yeah. Because he's this, probably gone when he's a free agent. Yeah, he's not going unlikely to resign. So it, it's it's now. It's it's the next six months. It's the next twelve months, depending on how next year goes or whatever. But or it, you're gonna find out. Are they really about winning? I'm sincerely worried that we've rebuilt back to the point of mediocrity, basically the 2013 Reds, because it just doesn't feel like it's finished. It it. Well, I mean, I, again, again, it comes down to what is the owner want to win, or is the owner yeah. want to say we are trying to win or we are in the hunt. Right to sell tickets to like, like we're, we're waiting on our Rizzo signing. Like when the Cubs knew it was done and they signed Rizzo, you know that was. It doesn't even have to be big one big one. It can be multiple you know? others, right? right. It, there's there's bench player roles. There's this. There's that. So there's a lot of stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this off season is going to be, and we'll we'll get into this, you know, as the season starts to wind down. But this off season is probably going to be the most important off season since what? Last year. Well, I mean, other than, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, but just because of how much money is coming on. Uh, since 2000, when did Chu come here? 2012? Yeah. That would be the biggest one since then. And, uh, yeah, and that was a trade, and they let him go. But I, I understood that because you weren't going to pay him $150 million. But Have you seen his numbers this year? It makes you cry. Yeah. He's had a he has had great he's year since he signed that, that contract, but this year he is awesome. He's also been rather healthy. So. Yeah, healthy he Texas Rangers are, are, aren't shitty. They're, they're doing pretty damn good, actually. And on that note, I think we'll wrap up the podcast. <laughs> but uh, before we go, <laughs> speaking of black lights and beds, I just want to give a shout-out to the sponsor of the podcast, uh, the Cincy Sports Gary. Uh, go in there and ask for the Pete Rose sheets. So let's go oh, around God. the room and uh, give have everybody get Do, do they only fit like a twin bed? Oh, God. Uh, and cribs. Uh, so let's go around the room <laughs> and uh, have everybody give their final thoughts. Let's start with, here's the thing, Polly. Here's the thing, Reds fans. This is a Reds podcast. Have a good night. <laughs> Thank you. God damn it. Uh, Branch, give us your final thoughts. Uh, okay, a couple final thoughts. First, I would like to someday have Farney Woo and giant Asian man on this podcast, possibly in the off season, to give an in-depth, really thorough MCU universe thing and compare it to Reds players and seasons, so I can really get a grasp of it without actually having to like sit through all the movies or right. read the comics. I like to be down for that. I like to be down for that. <laughs> I tell you that might not happen. Okay, well, I'm just saying it. I, I think it'd be nice because I'm just a curious person and go like, well, they love it, so it should be awesome. I mean, I'd love to so, have Giant Asian Man and Farney on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And my my other thoughts are, 
this team, and actually the whole damn NL Central division is kind of a mediocre division. This there's nobody in it going to take off right now. The Reds the, don't get too excited if they sweep St. Louis. They are who they are. They are who their record shows they are. They might be three games better if they had called if they had brought Sinzel up right from the get go, which would help. But they are who they are right now. They need to get better, so they're going to have to get rid of some players. Don't get freaked out about it. Woo, your final thoughts? Uh, my final thoughts are 500 or better. That's really the goal at this point. Um, and next week is going to decide a lot in terms of, I think, where that kind of ends up. And, uh, yeah, the playoff dreams were kind of put to bed, I think, with the Cubs. Some people still hold on hope. I understand. I get it. It's been five six years whatever and uh yeah just uh let's let's be let's be better than the pirates and let's be 500 that would make for a nice nice end of the season head into the off season Burmy, your final thoughts look in my lifetime of being a reds fan they were only good enough in 95 99 2010 2012 and barely in 2013 i created my twitter account in November of 2014. This is the best they've been since I've been on Red's Twitter. It's it's your fault. It's your fault. It's not my fault that they've gotten better, Woo. But it it's sad because I've I've had to you know like in terms of my Twitter life, I lived through a lot of very sad, depressing seasons. It is nice to watch them trend in a way that we're all living and dying on every pitch in, we'll call it mid-July. Am I, you know, discouraged by the way this ended? Of course I'm discouraged by the way this series ended. But at the end of the day, you ha- it, it, as a baseball fan, you have to keep the faith, of a, especially of a small, you know, small market team, and realize that, to me, this season has been a positive step. They've made positive steps in the direction of analytics, in the direction of trying to win. And it hasn't gone, you know, to plan so far, but I think good things are on the horizon. So, like I said, just my opinion, but I'm excited about what they're doing, and I hope the Reds continue to do, to the, you know, to do the right thing in the next couple of months. All right, and my final thought is, Reds, I'm still waiting on that 1919 hat. So, for Polly and Branch and Woo and Burmy, this is Coop saying we'll talk to you later. Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati, Ohio.